Good afternoon and welcome inside the studio. Tanner Hoops with you on the ESPN-UP Coaches Corner. We get to talk with coaches all around Marquette County and get their thoughts on how the winter break went, how their team spent the time off, and how they're getting back into the groove of things. Some did so last night. We'll talk to a few of those coaches. Others are going to get it going tonight. But before we hit the phone line talk to coaches, let's give you a look at tonight's schedule around the UP. We started the girls side of things. Escanaba's at home. They take on Alpena. Iron Mountain still looking for their first win. They welcome Kingsford. Marquette at home with Sault Ste. Marie tonight. Gwynn takes their undefeated record on the road when they take on Manistique. Hancock at home tonight. They welcome Westwood. That's where I'll be. Jared Koski and I will have the play-by-play right here on ESPN UP. It's my hope you join us. Antonagin is at Lots. Berga's at home with Lake Linden Hubble. You've got Brimley at Kearney Nado. Barker River Harris at home against Norway. Newberry is at Munising. Rudyard, they're at home. They welcome Engadine. Detour will welcome Allenson. And Mackinac Island is at Munising Baptist. They're playing that tomorrow, too, by the way. They've got a Saturday game scheduled between those two. How about on the boys' side of things? Well, you've got a marquee matchup, an early season primer this evening when Marquette visits Nagani. Each team is 3-0. and We're going to talk with both Dan Waterman and Brad Nelson over the course of next hour and get their thoughts as we preview tonight's matchup. You've got North Central at home. They take on Menominee. Ishpeming at home against Iron Mountain. Bessemer's at Ontonagon. North Dickinson at home with Stevenson. Advanced Tech is at Pickford and Munising Baptist at home with Mackinac Island. That game will be played as part of a girl-boy doubleheader. Games coming up tomorrow. Marquette with an afternoon game against Alpena. Carney Nadeau at home against Detour and then Munising Baptist and Mackinac Island will square off once again. That's a look around the UP scoreboard tonight. What's coming up for this evening? Let's take our first time out. We'll hit the phone line next and talk with coaches. You're listening to the ESPN UP Coaches Corner. At Eagle Mine, their goal is to engage openly and transparently with the local community and stakeholders and to offer support by developing meaningful relationships with local organizations and residents. They strive to strengthen the communities in which they work and live. Upon the conclusion of Eagle, it won't matter how much ore is hauled or processed. What matters is that they leave the Upper Peninsula in a better social and economic state than when it started. Do you have a community concern or want to provide feedback? Leave a message on the community hotline at 906-339-7150 or visit EagleMind.com and click on Responsibility. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjorkins-Alke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there's a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjorkins-Alke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Let's talk Westwood girls basketball with head coach Kirk Corcoran. His team getting set to open up the 2020 portion of their schedule when they take on Hancock. Coach, looking over the break, your team got back at it. Tell me about how you handled the time off and how this week of practice is going. I, th- I think I told you before, Tanner, Christmas break is, it's, it's tough to, uh, to spend three weeks without a game. Um, just, and then we had the, w- the way that the holidays worked this year, it was, you know, we had two, three days off and we'd practice for two, three days and we'd have another two days off and practice again. So it really is tough. It's one of the uh, biggest challenges out of the entire year. Um, it's just such a grind. So, um, I think some teams, I think teams that are, are a little bit lower on the competitive ladder, uh, I think they probably get better during break. I think it's a good time uh, for, for other teams to get in and, and work on things that, that need to be worked on. Um, but it's just, for us, I, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't think we got better at anything. I think we got worse, and I think, I think we're going to have to uh, dig ourselves out of a hole. It's going to be like the first, it's going to be like the first game of the season all over again. Uh, Coach, you told me before when you had 10 days off between Kingsford and Ishpeming that it felt like you were starting the season all over again. Having that experience, do you feel a little better equipped to be able to start the second half of the schedule now? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that we're going to inevitably be fine. It's just, it's, 
it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be all the little miscues, um, the communication on defense, um, you know, making the correct reads on the press and making the correct reads on on uh, in our offensive sets. Just little things that might take a little bit of time to to get out of the gate, you know, swinging. But um, and then on top of that, we got to travel to Hancock, so we'll have a little bit of a um, of a shoot around. Probably get up and and make the trek up north. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's and when I say that we got worse, I mean I'm I'm, I'm not. Hundred percent serious, but we certainly didn't, um, you know, invent the wheel over Christmas. Um, that's for sure. Coach, how about Hancock? They're kind of an up and down team. They've got some scores there, but what do you want to see out of your team against them? Well, they're gonna they're they're similar to us. Uh, they like to full court press. Um, now, whether or not they want to press Matty Koski or not, that's going to be up to them. Um, but. You know, Maddie's a pretty good press breaker and by herself. Um, but they run; they, they actually run kind of a motion offense. That's um, that it, it, they they have a lot of different reads off of it, depending on what the defense does. And I was pretty impressed uh, watching the film on them. Um, it's because it's just a constant motion offense, but they got a lot of options. So um, we're going to have to be on our toes defensively, and we can't just. We can't fall asleep on their post players because they don't really have a, a big post player, but they've, they've, and they they miss uh, they mix in different posts um, just throughout the offense and um, move the ball really well. I think they I think they're coached really well um, and they kind of they play to their strengths. They like to drive to the basket um, and again, but when the defense collapses on them, they usually make the right read and kick it out for a three pointer. So um, they like to play up and down. Uh, like I said, similar to us and. Um, you know, when, when teams, we got to make sure we get out of the gate. We can't dig ourselves a big hole because, um, teams this year with all the, the, the spotlight being on us, um, if they get a lead on us, you know, the crowd gets into it, the players get into it and it's, it's, they get real excited. So, um, it's, we're going to have to try to put the clamps down right from the get go. Looking at some of their numbers and it looks like they've got a lot of different players who can score the ball. They're fairly balanced. Is that kind of the same impression you get from them? Yep, they were they were subbing in two, three girls at a time, um, and, and they weren't didn't really look to be uh, skipping any beats when when they made the substitutions, which is what you get with a lot of teams. But again, you know, we do a pretty good job of getting our players in and out of the rotation. Um, so I think I think we're probably kind of a scary team to to prepare for as well. How much has this time off been spent looking at your own team rather than looking ahead on the schedule and looking at your opponents upcoming? Uh, you know, I guess probably just about every day. I mean, we here we are, a, a, a pretty highly touted basketball team, and we we could not make a layup to save our lives today in practice. And so we ended practice doing the old school Dr. 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 J drills uh, from both the right and the left hand sides of the floor. Like, girls, we we've you're better than this. Um, come on, we 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 can't let these little mistakes just haunt us throughout the year. So I mean. It's it's funny. You just it, it, as good as a lot of people say we are. Yet yeah, here here's the coach blowing his lid at the end of practice because we can't make layups, and we go back to our your fundamental Dr. J drills. So um, we've got a lot of work to do. Um, you know, we actually talked to the girls. I, I asked them. I said, "Do you think that we're better now than we were last year?" And it was a collective no. Was the was the answer that we're not better than we were last year? No. Um, we we improved throughout the season and we were on a roll towards the end of the year and we're just not on that roll yet i think i think we got to create some fire and some excitement and and it's just we're lacking with that right now and and a a big part of that is this big break that we've had you know the 10 day break before ish mean we didn't play our first game of the year until the friday of the first week so there's just been a lot of waiting and we haven't really been able to start steamrolling yet because every time we play we turn around and we're not playing for another week or two or three. So this has been just a, it's been a terrible beginning of the season. I got it. I got to just be honest. And, um, we're not doing anything great yet. Uh, but we're just, um, we're just kind of waiting to start playing, you know, where we can just play and then start preparing for the next team and then play and prepare for the next team. And, um, it's just been a, it's just been one of those years that's just, it's been tough. 
From a coaching aspect, how much are you looking ahead to next week? You've got two really good teams coming up, or are you just taking it one game at a time right now? Well, we are just looking forward to Friday night's game right now, and then knowing that we get to prepare for Gladstone right away, and then um, we got Calumet coming up, so and then Gladstone again right away. So it, it's, we are just we're just looking forward to the starting the second half of the season because. We honestly haven't even felt like we've played a first half of the season yet, and it's a men- mental thing. But um, it's just we we ha- we feel like we haven't even started the season, honestly. So we're looking forward to next week just to to start start steamrolling again. Coach, what does your team need to do against Hancock to come out of there with a win? Well, we're gonna we're we're gonna put full court pressure on them, um, just like we we have been. Just try to take them out of their comfort zone, and then. You know, a lot of times your half court defense will will struggle a little bit when you're playing that full court uh, pressure. But we're just we're going to focus on uh, on trying to take them out of their comfort zone and, and get the ball up the floor and put some points on the points on the scoreboard. Kurt Corcoran, Westwood Girls basketball head coach, his team getting set to take on Hancock to open up the new year. Appreciate it as always, Coach. Best of luck the rest of the way. We'll talk again soon. Thanks a lot, Tanner. Let's take a timeout. More after this on ESPN UP. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming Hematite boys basketball with head coach George Nimi. His team getting set to open up 2020 by taking on Iron Mountain. Well, coach, one and two, three games into the year, and you've been competitive throughout this season in every game and got that first win right before the break. Tell me about your season up to this point and some of your expectations for your team in the second half. Well, I guess, you know, guess early on, you know, it was just trying to figure out who we were and, and what we can do. You know, again, you know, with our, with our team makeup, we had, uh, two, we have two kids on our team that, can, that got considerable minutes last year and, and the rest of us are, you know, just finding, uh, finding where our place is. And, uh, you know, so far so good. We've had some guys step up and, and we've been able to make some decisions as far as personnel goes. And, uh, you know, that's what we've kind of been doing for the last couple of weeks on break here is just figuring out, uh, um, where we fit uh, in relation to the type of offense and the defense we're going to run. How have your practices gone here over break? Oh, uh, they've been good. Um, you know, good practices. Um, you know, participation has been good. Um, you know, it's different at the varsity level. You know, the kids are committed to playing, so you know everybody shows up for practice. You know, no vacation scheduled or anything like that. So, uh, you know, we've had good participation uh, and uh, we've been able to get some good get some things done. Coach, how about in the second half of the year? What are some of your expectations? What do you want to see from your squad? Well, again, you know, it's all about competing. It's all about what we do on the defensive end. Um, you know, really, really, uh, you know, defense, defense is what's going to set the tone for us. And, uh, you know, we'll figure the offensive piece out as, as we go along. Coach, individually, has anybody stood out to you over winter break? Maybe had a string of some really good practices? You know, a couple of our kids continue to get better. Um, you know, you know, Breck Bell continues to step up. John Corkin continues to step up. Um, you know, as far as filling the roles, um, you know, that they're gonna they're gonna take on our team. Um, you know, Jay Kugler, Gavin Argel, um, you know, state competitors, uh, big time minute guys last year. Um, you know, they're doing what they do. So, you know, so so things have been going well. Well, Coach, you've got Iron Mountain to open up 2020. We all know what they bring to the table, but tell me about that game. Give us a preview of what the expectations are for your squad and what Iron Mountain might bring to the table. Well, we all know what Iron Mountain is going to bring to the table. You know, you got Marcus Johnson, you got Foster Wonders, and you got uh, you know some role players in there that uh, you, you know that are that are just good, good athletes, and uh, you know becoming better basketball players as they as they practice. Very similar to us, you know, very athletic team. Um, you know, very successful, a lot of wins under that, under, uh, in that group. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, they've got football players just like we got. You know, they had a, a nice successful run and I expect them to, to, to be who they are. And, uh, you know, of course, going into this game, the goal is to, you know, stop, stop Foster and, uh, top, stop Marcus. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we're going to go in and we're going to do. 
Well, Coach, we know Iron Mountain's got their two studs, and those are the two they're going to rely on this year. But they lose a guy who can really play the post well, bang downstairs with Charlie Gerhard, and they lose their top defender in Jaden Vicenzi from a season ago. You talked about some of the role players. Do they have some guys that are stepping up and taking those roles on? Do they look any different from last year's team? You know, uh, you know, losing losing Charlie, losing Gerhard, um, you know, that, that was their big guy. Um, you know, and uh, Vincenzi, and, and, and uh, you know, they, they, they still look. They've got them other role players that can put their nose in somebody's chest and, and, and go where they go and, and stop defensively. Um, you know, so they might have lost a couple of big pieces, but they've got a couple, they got a few pieces that they can just put right in there. It's almost like they're, it's almost like they're just reloading right now. Are they a pretty physical team then defensively? Um, I th- I, athletic. I don't, I don't know about the physicality. You know, I've watched a couple of, a couple of games on, on film. And, uh, you know, of course, when you're blowing a team out, you know, when you're winning by 25, 30 points, um, you know, the physicality is not there. It's, it's more of a, you know, you're, you're just running your, running your offense. Um, you know, so it's hard to tell that physicality piece. But I, I know on the football field they're a physical. physical so I'm sure that's going to carry right over to the basketball floor. Well, Coach, what does your team need to do to come out with a win against them or at least be competitive? What do you want to see from your squad? Well, it's all about effort. I mean, you know, we have to. We have to compete defensively. Um, you know, do those little things. Box out. Don't give them second chances. You know, don't get beat down the floor with, uh, you know, because of their athletic kids. Um, you know, we, we have to match their athleticism, match their, you know, their intensity, and, you know, go in hoping to stop you know, going going into game plan to stop Marcus and Foster, and uh, you know, let those other three role players try and beat us. George Nemi, head coach of the Ishpeming Boys basketball team, his team getting set to open up 2020 against Iron Mountain. Appreciate the time as always, George. Best of luck this year. We'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Let's take a timeout. More after this on ESPN UP. M Bank offers sophisticated banking solutions to support your business. When you bank with MBank, we support you every step of the way, combining big bank resources with personal service and quick local decision-making that moves at the speed your business moves. MBank has helped a wide range of small to mid-sized businesses achieve success. Our experienced team makes it easy and convenient to help you grow. Let MBank design a personalized plan for your business's unique needs. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming girls basketball with head coach Ryan Riekel. His team coming off a 42-35 loss at Gladstone last night. Coach Megan Crow is all that she's billed to be, 17 points. Tell me about that matchup from your perspective. Uh, you know, in the first half, we did a pretty good job uh, containing her. She only had two points. Uh, and we committed a few stupid fouls, and we had to uh, utilize other players that traditionally wouldn't have to guard her. And uh, she's able to get some quality touches in the paint in the second half. And uh, credit to Gladstone, they did a good job finding her in that second half, uh, giving her opportunities to put the ball in the rim and get baskets. Coach, how about your team on the offensive end? What did you like about your team last night, and where do you want to see some improvement? Uh, I mean, consistency is key. Uh, you know, we hit 15 threes of the game before that, and last night we were we were 4 for 22. And uh, two of my primary shooters uh, – combined two for 13 three-pointers and uh, they usually make 40 percent or 35 40 percent on the season so far so we make a couple of those the game's different but uh, last night we didn't hit them and uh, you know there's not a lot of good uh, defensive or offensive rebounding opportunities when uh, the other team has a 6-3 girl uh, gobbling up rebounds left and right. How about some of the role players on Gladstone's side do you feel like you did your job on them? Yeah I mean uh, they had uh, no other girls at double digits uh, you know, we held them to 45 points in the first half. It was 13-12, so it wasn't really good basketball by either team on the offensive end. Uh, but defensively, I thought both teams did a pretty good job in that first half. Uh, you know, we followed too much when they're on the dribble drives and everything. They shot 21 free throws to our eight, and that's credit to their defense of not letting us get in the paint. And uh, we were settling for threes. And uh, but uh, you know, it's our role players. Uh, some of them played pretty well. Uh, we still got to figure out to do. You know. Not having Jocelyn Nyman in right now has been killing us because she's a, a great help defender. Uh, she fills that, that you know that utility uh, player role for us, and uh, right now we're trying to find ways to get opportunities for people to defend a little bit better for us. Do you feel like maybe there was a little rust coming off Christmas break? Uh, no, I thought we had a pretty good Christmas break. Uh, you know, we we 
went live one day on on Friday. We had a live scrimmage. Uh, you know, I thought we we did some things. We worked really hard on, on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and uh, they were ready to play. Is just you know, you didn't hit a couple shots, and uh, being our first road game, uh, different routine, not being in school that day, uh, some of those variables come into play. But uh, it just came down to us not making shots. Well, Coach, looking ahead for your squad, you go on the road again and take on two really good teams in the next week, Nagani and Gwynn. Tell me about this week and how you prepare for it. Uh, I mean, we're, we're we're all set for Nagani. You know, I, uh, I have the luxury of uh, get, living in the same town as they play quite a bit. Their schedule is just built in front of ours, so I get to scout and then also pick up on a film from uh, the next game that we're going to be playing anyway, so I get kind of get to double dip a little bit. And, uh, you know, they run a lot of sets. We obviously know they got Alyssa Hill and uh, Chloe Norman. Uh, those two girls are, uh, you know, exceptional players. Uh, those sets are uh, designed for them. And then Lily Swanson coming off the bench. Uh, you got Safa reminds me a lot of her sister with unlimited range. So we really have to be prepared. Uh, it's going to come down to executing our game plan on the defensive end uh, to try to slow them down. Um, you know, you're not going to stop them, but you got to slow them down a little bit. And then offensively, we have to execute a little bit better. A uh, little more unique situation because they're not as, uh, you know, hard on the ball uh, defensively like Calumet and Gladstone were. So we might be able to run some of our plays, uh, but we have to do a better job getting ready to get set up for it and executing those plays. Ryan Rico, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming, his team coming off a loss last night at Gladstone, getting set to take on Nagani. Appreciate the time as always, coach. Best of luck the rest of the way. We'll talk again soon. All right. Take care, Tanner. Let's take a timeout. More after this on ESPN-UP. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani boys basketball with head coach Dan Waterman. His team getting set to open up the 2020 portion of the schedule. And, Coach, you do so in a big way tonight when you welcome Marquette. Yeah, it's a, it's a big game, and uh, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward just to playing the uh, 19th, and, and we're supposed to have a game on the 30th against Manistique. They got postponed because of the snowstorm. So uh, we're anxious to get back in there and, and Marquette is uh, a high-quality opponent, and it'll be an early measuring stick to see, you know, how far we've progressed. And and I'm sure that they will close the weaknesses and, um, you know, they'll give us stuff to work on going forward. Hopefully we can uh, get a win tonight. Well, Coach, you talked about how you planned to have a game over Christmas break. It didn't work out that way. How did you guys spend the time off? Yeah, uh, the, the plan – Right before Christmas was to, to work on us and some of our deficiencies and uh, on the defensive end and, and rebounding, and we did that. We got those three days, and then uh, we were preparing for Manistique, and then that game didn't happen. So uh, when we got back in the gym uh, after on, on Tuesday, it was more of the same, working on us and then preparing for Marquette. Um, they're, like I said, they're very good. They're uh, a little bit different this year with a younger core of uh, kids, but they're still very talented, and, and they run a bunch of stuff, so we've been working against what we think we're going to see. So uh, it's been full days for our guys. Uh, the last three days have been especially busy and between watching film and, and uh, working on the things that we need to work on, but it's been good. Uh, I feel like there's been, you know, pretty significant growth, and and uh, hopefully we can knock the rust off early tonight and and uh, get going. Well, you kind of alluded to it, coach, but you're happy with what you've seen in practice. You feel like your guys are as good as they can be for tonight. Yeah, uh, the intensity level has been great. Um, it, it's just a matter of going on executing against another team, and and uh, as I mentioned, they're they're really good and. And it'll be a good test for us, and, and we're looking forward to the challenge. You know, Marquette's kind of a measuring stick for every school in the UP. The school and always having talented team, and Brad does such a great job down there. They play hard and play good defense. If you can score against Marquette, you can probably score against anybody else. So 
Uh, it's one of the reasons that that we love having that game on our schedule in addition to it, it being a, a rivalry game. Coach, looking at Marquette's squad, and, you know, their big guys obviously are going to do their thing, but they've got a lot of guys who can provide depth, who can be role players and score the ball pretty well off the bench. Absolutely. I, I had a chance to see them in person against Gladstone right before the break. And, and uh, you know, their starting five is obviously impressive. Uh, you know, the Carp kid at the point and, and Lauderman inside were really good that game, but, you know, the guys that kept coming off the bench and, and they didn't miss a beat and they, it allows them to play fast. They were up and down the court so fast against Gladstone. That really stood out. But but the guys coming off the bench did a nice job. You know, he's got some younger guys and, and uh, sophomores and juniors that, that are playing, and, and uh, they didn't seem to miss a beat. And, um, you know, we're going to have to be prepared for that depth. Um, I think we still need to push the ball offensively in transition, but, but be smart and get good shots. I don't think we just want it to turn into a, a 32 minutes of up and down because they would probably learn us out with their depth. So we're, we're going to have to pick their spots. Well, you talked about their defense, Coach. Will they primarily play in the half court or will they put a little pressure on you? Oh, Mark, a little pressure. Um, I, don't, I don't think with our guards that, that will pressure us all night, but in certain spots, um, you know, especially coming out of a time all towards if we were to get a lead, uh, I expect sure just to uh, knock us out of our rhythm and, and get the tempo to their liking. So, um, you know, we, it's something that we've talked about and it's something that we're aware of. So um, we're hoping with our experience and the quality of our guards that we'll be able to handle it. Coach, how about Marquette as a team shooting-wise? Do they have a lot of guys who could pour it in? Yes. You know, they're, they're, like I said, they're really good. And, and it started with Carp, the point guard. He's super quick, and and uh, he does a nice job of breaking the defense down. If you don't get help to him, he finishes in the lane. And if you do get help to him, he's kicking it out to shooters. Uh, the Thompson kid is a senior, and last year was kind of a role player, and he's knocked in a bunch of shots for them this year. And, but but all all five of their guys will go out, step out, shoot threes, and they're all capable of making them. So it's presents a challenge, a pretty significant challenge for our defense. But uh, you know the key is containing Carp. If if you can stop him from breaking your defense down, then you know that's the first step anyway. Well, Coach, with the extra time off, what do you need to see from your guys tonight to say, this is where we should be to open up January? And I know you want to get the win, obviously, but what do you want to see fundamentally from your guys to say, you know, we, we know what we're made of with this measuring stick? Well, it, it starts with competing. You know, that's that's the thing I think Brad does the best. He gets kids to play hard. And, and uh, you know, he's going 8, 9, 10 deep. And, and they wear teams out with how competitive they are. And, uh, you know, I expect my seniors to, to match that level of competitive. Um, and then form against their defense. They're going to be up in our face, uh, which is something that we haven't seen a whole bunch of yet this year. You know, Marquette tends to play that way, and Iron Mountain tends to play that way, and Westwood tends to play that way. So, it's going to be something that we're going to see, you know, pretty continuously throughout the remainder of the year, and it'll be interesting to see how our guys deal with that. You know, those two things are what I'm looking forward to getting some answers to. Dan Waterman, head boys basketball coach in Nagani, his team getting set to take on Marquette this evening. Appreciate the time as always, Dan. Best of luck. We'll talk again down the road. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Tanner. Let's stick with Nagani. Let's switch over to the girls' side of things and talk with head coach Mike O'Donnell. His team coming off a win over Calumet last night. Coach, a really good Calumet squad that was undefeated coming into your place, and you handle them for a 15-point win. Tell me about that matchup from your perspective. Yeah, well, um, like you said, Calumet, they were undefeated. They're a young team. They uh, they only have one senior. Uh, They're very scrappy. Uh, They get after it. They play hard. Kind of just a Calumet blueprint for uh, one of the same names you recognize the um, uh, Jerfs and Torla and uh, Strum and so on, you know, Hallen and a lot of the same names. So, um, yeah, it was a tight battle for three quarters, and um, you know, we were able to 
to get to the backside of their pressure in that fourth quarter and open some things up and uh, get some easy buckets at the rim, and it helped us separate a little bit. But it was a it was a barn burner for probably you know 28 of the 32 minutes. Well, you talked about how you were able to separate, get a little space, and get behind their pressure, what have you. What was going into that? What was helping you pull away? Um, yeah, well, you know, we I think at times, when we scouted them, they came out, we showed a lot of uh, zone pressure. You know, they were in a lot of zone press, and that's what we really prepared for. We kind of pulled it off before the end of the first half, and it went more to uh, man pressure in the second half. and That kind of threw us off. They're scrappy. They get their hands on passes. They're diving all over the floor, so they make things tough for you. We called a couple timeouts during the second half. And said, "All right, we need to we need to attack pressure with pressure. You know, we can't keep trying to go guard to guard, east and west. We got to go north and south and get to the basket." And the girls were able to do that. They turned the corner on them a few times. Got to the hoop, and even when we missed a few times, we used it as a scoring opportunity. Alyssa was able to clean them up and have a couple putbacks in there. That again, that helped us get a little separation. Looking at your scoring, coach, you had three and double figures, but I think it went well beyond that. You really showed off your team's depth and balance last night. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of contributions from a lot of different places. You know, it was it was your typical um, first game back from break. You know, I, I think as much as we tried to prepare and simulate game speed and stuff last week in practice. Uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to do, and uh, you know, you saw that guy. You could definitely tell they were a little bit rusty. Uh, the first first quarter was definitely it was only eight to seven. Uh, there was a lot of turnovers. Uh, you know, just a lot of probably uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic things you saw from both teams. Um, but I think as we settled in and we used a lot of different girls because you know conditioning um, after a break too. You want to get you want to get some people some rest and some blows. Coach, how about other aspects of the game? Your rebounding, your pass work. Assess those areas for me, if you could. Yeah, I, I think we're a little on the, the lighter side with rebound. We struggled in the first half. You know, Kelly Mitt was beating us to the spot, uh, especially in the op- for their offensive rebounds. Um, there was a, many times where it just seemed like it was slow reaction. The ball was up in the air, it's coming down, and we just kind of stand and watch it. You know, the guards were all on the perimeter. They weren't coming in and crashing. Um and I think that showed in the stack column, you know, we did better in the second half, but we only ended up with 2017 rebounds. You know, we've usually been up over 30 or 35. So, you know, definitely an area that we lacked a little bit there. Um, one good one good number, we were up, I think we were 13 or 14 assists. Um, you know, and our, our goal is to be around that 15 uh, number each game with assists, setting people up. Um, you know, that kind of translates. You're running good offense and you're getting assists. You're not having one person just create on their own. So that was a good number to see. Coach, how about your time over break? You had about 12 days off between games, what have you. How did your team spend the time, and did you like what you saw? Yeah, you know, it's tricky because you want to you wanna balance that, that give them family time and time to, you know, to, to regroup and recharge your battery a little bit for a really long, you know, two-month grueling second-half uh, run. It's, it's a long, long session, so... You want to be fresh and ready to go, but at the same time, you, know, you got to keep your conditioning. So we tried to balance that. We had a couple girls that had some travel obligations, and then of course, with all the the flight delays and stuff that went on over break, we lost a couple girls to that. So uh, it was tough in that regard. But I think overall, we got some, we got some new things put in. Um, you know, we worked on fine tuning some stuff, and uh, you know, the way Calumet plays. Last night, we didn't get to really work on a lot of those things. They're full court. They're trying to speed you up a little bit. So we had to kind of adjust the way we play a little bit. But um, you know, I think overall, it was it was a good good break. And uh, like I said, we got some new things in that we'll be able to use in the second half. Well, Coach, a big week coming up for you now. You've got Ishpeming, who's always a pesky team. I know it's a big rivalry. And then the long road trip to Manistique. So next week can present its own set of challenges. How do you go about getting ready for that? Well, you get a big, a big win. Luckily, you know it's a Thursday. It's not a Friday night, so we got a little more time to to digest it, and then come back Sunday and get ready to go for 
uh, you know, a big rivalry game. Nagani Ishpermi, and it's just like any local game. It's always big, and usually you can throw out the records. And uh, teams know each other very well. The girls have been playing against each other forever, so uh, it's always a different game in that regard. So um, we're gonna have to be ready to go. You know, Ishpermi's obviously well coached. Coach Rico always knows the inside and out. Uh, I think he's been in almost just a, just every, about a, every one of our games that we've had. He's been there, so. It seems like we all see him sitting up there. So they're going to know us well, and uh, which is good for us because, you know, as you get into the deeper parts of the season, teams are going to know you, and they're going to know what you want to do, and you have to be able to adjust to that and to counter, um, to go to your second options, your third options in your offense, when those first things that you want to do aren't always there. So it's going to be a good opportunity for us to work on that on uh, Tuesday. Mike O'Donnell, head girls basketball coach in Nagani, his team 5-2 and two as they get set for Ishpeming. Appreciate the time as always, Mike. Best of luck this year. We'll talk again down the road. All right, thank you. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. We don't wallpaper. We won't choose your paint colors. But we're here to get your home loan ready so that you can. The mortgage team at First Bank is excited to work with you. Stop in or apply online at first-bank.com. Whether you're ready to buy or planning ahead, Make it happen with First Bank. First Bank, Marquette Ishpeming. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to approval, fees may apply. First Bank, where it's all about people. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette Redmen Boys Basketball with head coach Brad Nelson. His team 3-0 and they get set for a busy slate coming up here in the next week, Coach, as you open up 2020, you've got some really good teams on your schedule, starting with Friday night against Nagani. Yeah, it's. You know, I was thinking about it on the way home from practice today, three games in, in five days. It'll be nice to get back on the court and start playing again after having such a long break. I think our last game wasn't, or I think it was December, I don't even know, 17th or something like that. So it's been a long stretch. Kids are ready to play. Uh, this will be a good test for us these next three games, starting with Nagani, who's uh, obviously one of the best teams in the UP. So hopefully, you know, my guys are ready to go. I know it's a, always a pretty hyped game, and we're looking forward to it, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, Coach, looking at that Nagani matchup, obviously they've got the big three, but they go a lot deeper than that. They've got a lot of role players who can step up, and they're certainly deeper than their big three. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, they've got other guys pitching in and, and scoring for them, which makes it even harder to, to prepare for them. But obviously the the big three with Jackson and, and uh, Lindbergh and Waterman, those are their primary scoring options. And we got to be disciplined defensively and, and handle screens properly and things like that. And, you know, it's, this is typically the type of game where the, the team that does the little things and, and you know the the rebounding and the going after some offensive rebounds, <clears throat> just flat out hustle, uh, typically comes out on the on the winning side. So we're focused on that, um, trying to pay attention to some of their tendencies and where they want to <clears throat> get Jason shots and Jackson shots and Drew shots and things like that. So it's a tall task. We're looking forward to it, and uh, I know it's going to be a great atmosphere as it always is. And uh, We'll, just, we'll see what happens. It's a good way to start the year. Oh, then you've got a game Saturday afternoon with Alpina. You get to host that game. How do you manage going back-to-back like that? Is, is your focus all on Nagani right now, or do you have to split a little time and look at Alpina too? Um, most of our focus is this Nagani game. Um, you know, we do have some information on Alpina and, and who their players are and things like that. But, you know, our preparation for, for games happens primarily in the preseason and like how we handle different types of screening situations, how we ha- handle our help defense, where our help defense is coming from. Uh, you know, that slightly changes game to game depending on the lineup that we're going up against. But, uh, it's just all principles that, that we coach over the course of the preseason and as we move along in the season, we keep drilling those things into their heads and just, <clears throat> that's the preparation that goes into it. We'll look at, you know, talk about Alpina after this Nagani game, but Nagani's our number one focus right now. How have your practices gone over break? Good. Um, competitive. They're always competitive. You know, they're, they get chippy at times just because the guys on the team, they're so competitive. Um, so it's excellent. You know, it makes everybody better. Um, you know, whether it be our, our top eight or our bottom five, everybody's improving. And, you know, we got more and more guys. We're starting to sprinkle into the lineup, and we'll see how that works. But that's also, you know, a work in progress. We only got three games under our belt, so figuring out 
who those bench players are going to be, what we need at the time. Uh, those are all starting to pan out, and uh, you know, it's a it's a work in progress. You know, we're all playing to get to the level we want to be in March. Um, so it's just a constant improvement. But our practice has been great. Well, Coach, as you alluded earlier, your last game was December 17th. Now you got to kind of hit the reset button in a way. How do you go about doing that, getting your team ready to go for the second half of the year? Uh, well, it helps, obviously, to be playing Nagani. Um, this, the kids can't get up for that, and I, I don't know what else what else you can do as a coach. So that's definitely a positive for us, you know, going up against one of the top teams in the UP and, and getting ready to go. But it is, it's, it's, there's two seasons and typically, you know, the last eight, nine years that I've been coaching there, we normally have seven or eight games in prior to Christmas break. This year we had three. So it's a little bit different for us. Um, you know, the majority of our season is still to come. Um, but yeah, it's, hit the ground running three games in five days and you know we're starting a conference schedule and things like that so um it's a tall task but you know i enjoy the challenge as a coach and hopefully the players do as players well coach what have you liked about your team here through the first few weeks of the season and do you expect it to continue and be a strength for you in the second half uh you know that first weekend down in petoskey was kind of a feeling out period as far as you know who's going to be our scores and things like that so you know, it was a pretty steep learning curve for these younger kids that don't have the varsity experience. But they picked it up, and to come out of there 2-0 and after playing average or below-average basketball, that's obviously a good thing because you can improve on a ton. I thought our Gladstone game, our efficiency offensively was outstanding. We probably, if I had to throw a number out there, probably 1.5 to 1.7 points per possession, which is something that I look at as a coach all the time. Um, you want that number to be around one. If we're at 1.5, that means we're being pretty efficient offensively. So that was something that we kind of built off of, you know, going into break. And I know, you know, this, this next game up against Nagani, if I was a betting man, Dan would probably want to slow things down a little bit. So, you know, our offensive efficiency in the half court, which against Gladstone is a lot of transition and, and running, I think that's going to kind of be limited. So we really got to focus on executing when we get into the half court set and, Get, get Nagani to, to move. Uh, if we let them stand around defensively, they're hard to score on. Uh, so we got to move the ball around and wait for our opportunity to score. Coach, how about some other areas of the game? Have you liked your pass work, your rebounding, your defense, or are there some areas there that you want to improve on? Uh, defensively, uh, always, you always can be better defensively. Uh, we've worked on a lot of different things over break, um, like I was mentioning earlier, how to handle screens and, and things like that. Um, so that's that's one area that we're looking to always always improve on. I thought shooting-wise, our first three games, we shot the ball a lot better than I anticipated going into the season. So hopefully that can continue. That really opens things up when you got five guys on the floor that can that can hit the three. Um, you know, and the game's evolved. Talking with other coaches, you know, 10 to 15 years ago, a transition three was frowned upon, but now that's a pretty high percentage shot. So the game's kind of changed. Uh, we're trying to change with it. And you got to have shooters to be able to do what we want to do. Coach, how about the second half of the year? What do you want to see from your guys? What are some goals fundamentally for a strong second half? Uh, oh, good question. It's hard to say, you know, with only three games under our belt. Um, Obviously, the conference schedule is coming up. I know we got Escanaba on Tuesday, or Kingsford Friday, and then Menominee the Friday after. So, you know, we're going to have half of our conference schedule done within, you know, two weeks. So we, you know, that's always a goal of ours is to win our conference. Um, and we're going to use these next two games against Nagani and Alpino to improve and get ready for that conference slate. But, um, you know, just, just little things. Offensive rebounding was a big focus over the course of the break. We, and we don't got, we don't have Marius to get those put back, so we're really focused on getting after offensive boards. And, you know, if you can get 10 to 14, 16 points on offensive rebounds during the course of a game, especially against teams like Nagani, that could change the game. So those are two, you know, two of the things, defensive positioning and, and offensive rebounding that we really try to get better at. Brad Nelson, head boys basketball coach at Marquette. His team getting set to open up 2020 with a showdown against Nagani. Appreciate the time as always, Brad. Best of luck this year. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the outreach coordinator and certified athletic trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. 
So one of the nice things about the sideline program is that we all try to abide by to a, a same day or next day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office and we try to get you in at least within the next day. And that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Let's talk Gwynn girls basketball with head coach Ben Olson. His team 3-0 and as they head into 2020 and get set to take on Manistique. Coach, appreciate you being on. Happy New Year. Tell me about the break and how your team handled it. We had a long break. Um, man, our last game, I think, has been about two and a half, three weeks ago. We had on the Monday, uh, our last game was on the Monday before school was out. So we gave the girls some time off. Um, I think they enjoyed it and and got a little bit refreshed, and then we've been back at it here ever since kind of Christmas ended. So we were back that Friday after Christmas, I think the 27th, and we've been hitting it pretty hard ever since, um, getting better, getting really good at the things that we do, and uh, hopefully the things that we do are going to be better than the things that other teams do. So that's kind of what we're banking on this year. Have you had some good practices over break? Um, after Christmas, there was kind of a lull there. Um, actually, after our Monday game, there was a while there because um, the girls had really nothing to kind of look forward to because we practiced after the Monday. We practiced Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Those were some rough practices. But then after Christmas break, um, I think they got a little bit refocused, recharged, and we've had some really good practices here. Well, Coach, as you get set to get started with the back half of the season, do you feel like it's almost like playing your first game all over again when you got to hit the reset button? For us, yeah. And then, you know, we're going on the road for the first time all year, too, so... Um, that's a little. That's going to be a little bit different as well. You know, we don't have school, and then you know we get on a bus, and you know we got an hour and a half road trip to Manistique. So, um, hopefully that doesn't affect us. Hopefully we can you know come out and play well. And uh, if anything, over my last few years here, we've really been a, a pretty good road team. We've kind of had our struggles at home for whatever reason, but um, we've played really well on the road. So, hopefully that can continue for us. Um, you know, restarting. Why do you think that is, Coach? Is there any kind of explanation, any reasoning why your team is better on the road? No, I have I have no idea. Maybe we're more focused, um, less distractions. You know, you get on a bus right after school's out, and then, um, you know, you get on a bus right after school's out, and you, you kind of can focus for, you know, the bus ride down there. So maybe it's more of a focusing thing than anything. Um, home games, you know, you get to go home after school, you get to chill out a little bit, and then you got to get back to the gym, so... If I had anything, I would think it's that. I think you get on a bus and you're you're focused at the task at hand right after school's out as opposed to going home and kind of relaxing for a little while. Well, Coach, you're 3-0 and as you head into the back end of your schedule and you've got Manistee coming up on Friday. Tell me about them, what you expect out of them. We just want to be able to play our type of basketball and stay disciplined. Um, I think sometimes you get against teams that, you know, maybe you think you're a little better than and you, you kind of, do things that are out of your character, out of your style of play. And uh, we just got to go in and we got to continue to do what we do well, stay disciplined, stay within our systems, and I think we'll be all right. Um, they, they're up and down. You know, I think they got a couple of wins this year. Um, and on film, you know, they have stretches where they do good things and they, they get the ball where it needs to be and they're able to score. Um, and then there's other stretches where, you know, they struggle to handle pressure and they struggle to get the ball where they need to be. So hopefully we hit them more on those off stretches and on their on stretches um and like i said you know on years or uh, on radio interviews of the past you know anybody can beat you on any given night so we definitely got to be ready to go and uh take manistique like any other foe that we have on our schedule fundamentally what have you done really well here to your three and oh start what have you liked about your squad and where do you want to see yourself improve we don't turn the ball over uh, we got a game with seven turnovers we got a game with nine turnovers um, and when you're talking girls basketball, if you don't turn the basketball over and, you know, you're getting shot attempts up, um, you know, you, you feel really good about that. So we've done a really, really good job of taking care of the ball. We've also done a really good job of not falling. Um, our opponents are only going into the line of average about 12 times. And then on the flip side of that, we're doing a really job, good job of getting fouled. Um, we're averaging 26 free throw attempts a game. So those are a couple of places where we're really, really um, doing a good job. We're not turning it over and we're not falling and we are getting fouled, uh, some plays we need to improve on. We're only shooting twenty percent from the three-point line. So, um, and our kind of, kind of our key offensive scorers, Marissa and Curtis, are struggling a little bit shooting the ball. I think once they turn around and once they, you know, they become a little more efficient, we're really going to be a tough out. You know, as we hit the, you know, 
January, February games. Has there been anything about your team, any individual players so far that surprised you? Maybe you didn't see coming? Uh, my freshman. She's uh, leading our team in rebounding, averaging six points, five rebounds. Um, you know, coming off the bench, kind of a little spark plug for us. Um, you know, I kind of told her at the beginning of the year, as long as she didn't turn the ball over and play defense, we'd be happy. You know, she's given us a couple of baskets tonight, and uh, she's uh, rebounding. For a five-foot, four-inch guard, she's doing a really good job of rebounding. So I think, you know, if there's any bright spot, I think it's Lena Plo, our, our little freshman. What do you need to see from your team against Manistique, Coach, to say, yeah, it's been a long break, it's still early in the season, but this is where we need to be? I think, like I said, I think we just need to be that disciplined team. You know, we, we have some, some rules and some core fundamentals that we do on the defensive end. You know, we got to continue to do those things, and then we got some rules and some core fundamental things that we do on the offensive end. Um, I think we got to keep within our principles and what we do. If that gets us, you know, a 20-point win or a 10-point win, you know, as long as we get that victory and we do what we're supposed to do, I think, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Ben Olson, head girls basketball coach at Gwynn, his team getting set to take on Manistique on Friday. Appreciate the time as always, Ben. Best of luck this year. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for all you do, Tanner. We appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Closing costs, equity, escrow. Home buying needs to be in a language that's easy to understand. Whether it's your first or your next home, Embers Credit Union helps you buy that home with straight talk. No BS banking and the very best mortgage for you. So every home loan is approved and serviced locally. Our genuine approach to banking is why Embers is the fastest growing credit union in the UP. See any of our great mortgage loan officers or visit embers.org today. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Now you can combine Big Boy's Big Goodness with Big Room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food, the room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. You're listening to the SPNUP Coach's Corner. Tanner Hoops with you, getting you ready for game night. Before we sign off and let you get to where you need to be, let's take one last look at the UP scoreboard schedule coming up for this evening. Starting on the boys' side with that marquee matchup, well, most eyes are going to be on Nagani when the Miners welcome the Marquette Redmen. Both teams 3-0. That's going to be one of those early season primer matchups. We're going to learn a lot about both teams tonight. North Central's at home when they take on Menominee. Iron Mountain rolls into Ishpeming. They'll take on the Hematites. Antonagin at home. They welcome Bessemer. North Dickinson will welcome Stevenson. Pickford's at home tonight with Advanced Tech. Mackinac Island at Munising Baptist. And then three games around the UP tomorrow. Marquette at home with Alpina for an afternoon start. Carney Nadeau takes on Detour. And then Munising Baptist will square off once again with Mackinac Island. On the girls' side of things, games coming up this evening, of course, will be up in Hancock for the Westwood Patriot girls' matchup against the Bulldogs. Jared Koski and I will be there with a play-by-play. It's my hope you join us. Elsewhere, Escanaba is going to be at home with Alpina this evening. Iron Mountain still looking for their first win when they welcome Kingsford. Sault Ste. Marie is at Marquette. Gwynn visits Manistique. Lance is at home. They welcome Antonagin. Lake Linden Hubble's at Barriga. Carney Nadeau welcomes Brimley. Bark River Harris takes on Norway in that game in Bark River. Newberry's at Munising. Rudyard's at home with Angadine. Allenson visits Detour and Mackinac Island at Munising Baptist. Those last two teams will play again tomorrow. Both those are girl-boy doubleheaders. That does it for us here in the ESPN-UP Coaches Corner. We'll come back at you next week and get you ready for game night then. Until then, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to ESPN-UPWZ. I'm Ishpeming Marquette.